live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just get charged with three counts of bribery. No, ma'am, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez accused of accepting gold bars, cash payouts. Dude better be careful. If his family keeps taking bribes, the Democrats will make him president. What a wild time to be alive. 888-788-9910. We will discuss all of that corruption as well as another record-breaking amount of border crossers. We just hit another all-time high. Biden sucks. It really is a mess. They tried to spin it yesterday. The president got out and gave a speech, but the bottom line... You have no idea how to defend a nation. We will discuss it with Tommy Laren. She is batting leadoff today in the studio, and then in the final hour, cable news super hunk Sean Duffy stops by to talk Bidenomics and the economy. And the fact that, check it out, wow... Uh, A Democrat, Joe Manchin, is passing around a petition to bring back the dress code in Congress. Because right now, as you know, they've basically turned it into a bolt bus on the way to spring break. Fetterman walking around in a bathing suit and flip-flops. I mean, dude, come on. There's a slob. There's a real slob. It's a mess. We will discuss it. And Lincoln Fowler joins us in what I have to tell you is as big of a football preview as we're going to have on this show. Why? Because he's playing my alma mater. Tomorrow, the Clark Rams... Square off against the Division Avenue Blue Dragons, my old team. So I don't know where the hell to go on this one. I mean, usually I just root for whoever covers the spread, but uh, I am my allegiances are torn. Uh, I love the, B, the the Link Man, as you'd imagine. Best part about being me is him. But uh, you know, I grew up listening to the Beach Boys. Be true to your school. So I don't know what to do here, but uh, we'll work it out by the end of the show with your help. Calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just do not, under any circumstances, be a that is it. Happy Friday. If you watched me on Hannity last night, so much fun. And uh, Sean, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, you know, thank you. Uh, we did the show. We had a lot of fun with the live audience. But afterwards, uh, Sean let me run my stand-up set for the studio audience that was still sitting there. This could be a problem. No, they were great. They are a phenomenal audience. It was a good tune-up fight. You're sparring. Getting ready to shoot my stand-up special at the Paramount. Friday night, October the 13th. A limited amount of seats left. You can get them at Paramount. NewYork.com, and I happen to know uh, on pretty good authority they are at the Paramount right now working out the set design for the special, and uh, it looks pretty fancy. Like I saw it today, and I was like, oh, damn, like this is getting serious. i got to pull my life together. <laughs> i got I to turn it around fast. My goodness. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. That's probably better than going through life with dementia uh, like the president is doing. Let's start with the border situation because these numbers, man, There's numbers, there's videos, there's all kinds of things for me to show you. Uh, But the bottom line is uh, the 20,000-foot view, the top-line thought, as Harris Faulkner always asks when you're on her show. What's your top-line thought? My top-line thought is... We have a president that is clearly not all there. And why do I say that? Because Biden spoke yesterday to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. I don't remember that ever happening. I, I don't doubt that he doesn't remember it ever happening. Why? Because he addressed the Congressional Hispanic Caucus as the Congressional Black Caucus. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Here it is. Right out of the gate. So much fun. Okay. And it's, again, this is just the reality of what we're doing now in America. 
is the president gives speeches and then they scramble to tell you why it's no big deal. They're Billy Madisoning the, Madisoning the president. Do you remember in the movie Billy Madison? Adam Sandler is hanging out with school kids. And one of the little boys accidentally pees his pants. So rather than him being embarrassed for peeing his pants, the Adam Sandler character, Billy Madison, pees his pants, too, in solidarity and goes, oh, you pee your pants? I pee my pants. Pee in your pants is cool. And the next thing you know, everybody's peeing their pants and the kid doesn't have to feel any shame. That's what they're doing with Biden. OK, you wander out in the middle of a ceremony. I wander out in the middle of a ceremony. You call the Congressional Hispanic Caucus black. I call them black. But they don't. That's the problem. OK, we're watching a president right now. That's just an absolute disaster. Listen to this clip. It's clip 15. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. <laughs> Give it to me one more, please. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Have you ever had a check? Okay, the guy's nuts. And I mean, listen, it's definitely better than Jill Biden showing up and calling the Hispanics a bunch of breakfast tacos. But the bottom line is I stand my, by my original reporting. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But not just because he's cognitively impaired. That's a reality that'll face me someday. Some, to be clear, I feel like it faces me some days now. I'm a mess. Okay, but understand this. Okay, getting past the condition he happens to be in, which is no condition to lead, is the reality that, you know, Joe Biden, okay, is completely full of... Here Joe Biden is blaming Republicans for the border crisis. And let me give you the numbers. In the fiscal year of 2022, there were 2,000, 2.37 million migrant encounters at the border. Those are the encounters, not the gotaways, just the encounters. There have already been more than that, okay, in fiscal year 2023, with eight days to go with an average of 9,000 migrant encounters at the border, okay? And understand Biden is breaking records for migrant encounters. Getting past encounters are the people who got away, many of whom that we know of were on the terror watch list. That can't be good. So when you get a guy up there like Biden did yesterday and just starts blaming the Republicans for immigration legislation, immigration legislation is not the reason people are coming here illegally. They're coming here illegal. Are you ready for it? Because they're getting in. They're not coming because it's a taking a while to pass a bill. They're not coming because of anything to do with the government shutdown. They're coming because they get let in. Correct mundo. And when they get let in, they get put up for free and they get subsidies. They get phones. They get health care. Biden now flat out saying, wrapping his arms around illegal immigration and flat out saying, we're going to increase legal pathways. Now, for those of you that don't speak legalese and the sleight of hand that is our politics, increase legal pathways is a very fancy way of saying let more people in who aren't coming legally. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Meaning what's going on right now is people are coming into the country illegally. But if we go out and change the rules... That'll technically make all this illegal immigration legal. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay, let's start with the just brazenly political statement about the Republicans, clip two. For decades, immigration reform has been a bipartisan in this country. Unfortunately, the mega Republican Congress and my predecessor 
spent four years gutting the immigration system under my predecessor. They continue to undermine our border security today, blocking bipartisan reform. So until Congress acts, I'm going to keep using every tool at my disposal as President of the United States to preserve and protect DACA, keep fighting for dreamers, and build a safe, orderly, humane immigration system. You are so full of sh- Blaming Republicans. Just like such a dirtbag move. And understand, the only reason Biden is acknowledging illegal immigration is because the media has started doing it too. I think he's got a point. To be clear, we have broken a record every year of this presidency. We're now entering an election year. He's starting to speak about it. And again, what is he doing? Blaming the other side. This is totally false. The Republicans did not halt construction of the border wall. Okay, the Republicans did not go down to Texas and rip the barbed wire barriers out of the river as a means of discouraging people from entering it, many of whom have drowned trying to swim and walk across to get into this country. Okay, the Republicans, the Republicans did not incentivize this by telling people who come here illegally they won't have to wait in Mexico until their asylum case is granted. It was the Democrats who said, come on down. Come to America. If we catch you illegally, we have repealed Remain in Mexico. You know who repealed Remain in Mexico? Joe Biden. Okay, and by repealing Remain in Mexico, if you're new to this, this is how it works. Okay, Trump had something called Remain in Mexico in place. And it meant if someone got caught at the border illegally, they got put in Mexico until their case was heard. And if they could legally come into this country, let them right in. Okay, that's not racist. That's making people come here legally because it's more humane than swimming across the river and drowning. But stick with me. Okay, Biden gutted Remain in Mexico, got rid of it, which meant anyone that got caught on our soil illegally just got let in and relocated to another city. They've flown over 250,000 migrants around the country in the dead of night that goes unreported on by the press. It's been happening for three years. Okay, they've broken the illegal border crossing record for three consecutive years. Okay, do you understand? These are not serious people when they get up there and blame the Republicans because the Republicans didn't change policies. They did. He knows what he's talking about. But here he is flat out saying we are encouraging more illegal immigration because essentially that's what you're doing. When you change the law to make all this illegal stuff legal, that's what you're saying to the people coming here illegally. Hey, don't worry. We're expanding the pathways. Here it is. Clip three. We put in place policies that process people in a fair and fast way. Second, we're significantly expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. Families don't have to wait for a decade to be together. I've also directed my team to make a historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America. I mean, come on. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. But you got to admire the honesty. Okay, we're expanding legal pathways for so businesses get the workers. Fine if businesses need workers. But what you're doing is you're putting the people who sneak in illegally, who cut the line ahead of the people that waited fairly by the rules in the immigration system. That's what's going on. When he gives you that crap line at the end to pull on your emotions, oh, so families can be together. What about all the families waiting who tried to come here legally? You know, what about all of those people that played by the rules and tried to get through the process properly? Do we have anything in the Democratic Party looking out for the people who actually follow the law in this country? The answer would be no. No, not even a little. Nor do we have an answer for Peter Ducey. Here he is asking Corrine Jean-Pierre about the border situation. Watch the non-answer. Clip four. So what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people 
illegally cross the border in a single day. So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Sorry. I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move You're on. No, 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 we're moving on. Great, moving. please. In the back, no, no, you said you were stopping the flow at the border. No, no, I tried to answer... Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. There was footage yesterday of Border Patrol. This is total crap. Total. She won't answer the question. She tried to bait him into a hypothetical about a different debate. That's why that went down. He said, what, what, what do we say at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? Folks, that's the number. 10,000 people a day are illegally crossing the border. And Biden's response is, well, we'll expand the legal pathways so those people become legal sooner. So what is he telling every single person? He's telling them to cut the line. Bingo. Again, people who want to come here legally. Families that won't be together. Okay, every time you allow people to cut the line, every time you incentivize people cutting the line, the people who played by the rules, the families that wanted to be together and follow our American rules, get pushed back a little bit further in line. That's not right. But that's what's going on. And that's why they won't speak directly to the situation. Oh, the Republicans are bad. Oh, the legislation. Okay, these people are breaking the law. So changing the law doesn't matter because they're not following it to begin with. That's the reality of right now. to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testofen, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Rolando Salinas 
is the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas. He has a message for Joe Biden. You suck, you jackass. He said it a little more eloquently. It's clip 11. I'll be honest with you. I believe 100% he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a statement. The vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody has bothered to call me, anyone in the city staff, saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried about you. This is our plan of action. Nothing. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. This is unacceptable. I mean, really think about that, okay? They have been overrun. 10,000 people a day strolling through their town. New York has 10,000 people right now here in the city. New York, a sanctuary city, a city that declared that no human being was illegal, will take you. Okay, well, now they've been asked to take them, and they're like, oh, hell no! This ain't gonna work! Democrats are so full of crap. We need federal money is what we need. Okay, here is Greg Abbott. He was on Hannity last night before I came on. I was a closer. I was like Mariano Rivera. They played under Sandman. I came out of the bullpen. Governor Abbott, my opening act, here he is talking about the ridiculousness of New York wanting $12 billion. Clip eight. They promoted sanctuary city policies. They were saying that they wanted to take care of any immigrant who comes across the border. And so we made it happen uh, in New York. Uh, and to be honest, they have just a trickle of what Texas has to deal with every single day. And if, if they should get $12 billion, Texas should get $120 billion. We're the ones who have to deal with this every single day. He's not wrong, okay? If New York's getting $12 billion, like Texas should get $120 billion. They've been dealing with it every day for two and a half years. And we haven't even acknowledged the situation because nobody in the media wanted to report on the story. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Jack is in Burlington, Vermont. Yo, Jack. Uh, Yes, I just wanted to comment on this illegal immigration. Uh, the, The fact of the matter is we just can't absorb so many immigrants per year and a failure to do this as we're doing now is just inviting chaos yep uh, and as, we're, as we're seeing on the border now even up here in in little uh, burlington vermont mm-hmm. we've had problems with uh, illegal immigrants coming across the northern bar border mm-hmm. uh, you know this is not rocket science or even grade school math yep um why does the romans uh build hadrian's wall two thousand years ago Yep. Orderly immigration. Why yep. did the Chinese build the Great Wall of China? Orderly immigration. Uh-huh. This is not really too hard for people to understand. I just can't see how we're letting it get so out of hand. I think we need to trick Biden and tell him he's a member of Pink Floyd and that he put out the wall. You know, that was an album. <laughs> it was a bestseller. Just we need to start talking to him in British accents. I think that's our best hope at this point to get him to believe yeah. in a wall. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's no way if you look at a country like a family. OK, we have X amount of income. We have Y amount of bills. The bills keep getting bigger, but the income isn't growing. And if you invite 10 million more people to start eating the groceries, you run into a place where the family ain't going to make it. So. I appreciate the insights, Jack. Stay safe out there. We'll do it again. 888-788-9910. We'll get to more of your calls after this on Fox Across America.
It is Friday in the greatest country in the world. Freedom! Here you go. Uh, we are celebrating it this day and every day at 888-788-9910. We're in on the joke. If you live here, you hit the lottery. You're doing better than 99% of the world, which is why so many people are trying to come across our border right now while they can. On one end, everybody wants you to believe what? Ah, oh, we're a systemically racist hellhole. Minorities can't get a fair shake. Then in the next breath, we've got tens of millions of minorities wanting to get into the country. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is, everybody bashing this place is full of Okay, of course people want to come here because it's a better life. That's why we're trying to encourage them to do so legally. So the quality of that better life is maintained. When you encourage illegal immigration, it strains our resources. It costs us money. It overwhelms our cities. And yes, it does sadly spike crime because in addition to all the good-hearted people coming here to build a better life for their families, there are tens of thousands of people with bad intentions that make their way across our border. That can't be good. Okay, there are 60 members of the United States terror watch list that we have apprehended at our southern border terror watch list meaning people who couldn't board a plane because we're like they might blow it up well we've found 60 of them at the border okay does that mean we know every single one of them that's crossed the border the answer would be no no we have no idea could be 600 could be 6 million it's not but the point is it could be a very high number okay 7 million people have come into this country illegally under joe biden i mean that's insane it's front door of your house yeah let in any random 7 million people Imagine how you said that to your family. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're not worried about it. No more front door. We're taking the front door right off the house. Everybody's just going to go to bed at night, and we're just going to leave the door wide open. Anybody who wants to come in the house, come in the house. You know what your family would say to you? Are you stupid or something? And they'd bolt the door back on. Okay, but in this instance, we are not bolting the door back on. We're encouraging more legal pathways for the people coming here illegally. Biden is such a disaster. I don't think anybody knows better than Rob, who's up in Williston, Vermont. Yo, Rob. Yeah, Jimmy, thanks for taking my call. For sure. I just wanted to express some frustration about the legal process. Mm -hmm. I am a superintendent of a private uh, Christian school here in Vermont. We recently hired a uh, U.S. citizen, natural-born citizen, but he spent most of his life in Peru as the son of missionaries. He came back to the States for college but uh, was engaged to this Peruvian woman. Uh, He left this summer. They got married. We've been waiting over – or he's been waiting over a year and a half to just get information about a visa process that they started so it's very frustrating. A year and a half trying to do things legally. We joke that we should just ship her to the southern border, have her cross <laughs> illegally, and she'll get a piece of paper that tells her to, to show up in 2025. I got you. You want to laugh, man? Uh, I I can't imagine how frustrated you are, and and I really deeply feel for the people who are trying to do it right because they're the ones that are getting the shaft here. I mean, that's reality. So many people have tried to come here, and when Biden tries to use, you know. Republicans and immigrant, you know, and any type of legislation they might pass. You understand the people that are literally breaking the law to get into this country aren't going to change their approach to such things if the laws change. The law, they're already breaking the law. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really, I do. I feel fear. I think it's a total scam, man. Um, how long? Just so I'm clear, I what what has the wait time been so far? Well, they applied 
just about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. We tried to get one of our senators to help us, and he actually helped us with the passport issue months ago. And he just said there's nothing he could do in this situation. This is all in the in the hands of uh, whichever State Department it is uh, that works with this. But this is this is a woman that will be a benefit to our country. Yeah, going to come alongside her husband when mm-hmm. I spoke with her on Zoom, her, her only question about coming to the States and to our place was, what can I do to serve? Wow. So let's help people that really will benefit this country mm-hmm. and their spouses, and let's uh, let's do something better on the border to stop what's happening there. It's just oh. nothing but an invasion. Now imagine that. It really is. It's a racket. I mean, when you look at the numbers and you look at what's going on, man, the only thing I can tell you is, you know, the way Biden is governing, the word's going to get out. People aren't going to want to come here anymore. <laughs> like, we're pretty close to people running into Mexico. I think if Biden got a second term, Mexico would wind up paying for the wall in the end. Trump would be right. <laughs> Too crazy. Well, Good. Well, uh, Great insights. I really appreciate you, and good luck. And feel free to call back and update us with the story, okay? All right, I will. Thank you. Have a great day. There he goes. Rob, okay, another family held hostage by Biden's border policies, okay, which understand, screw the people who follow the law. Do you know what they're telling us the average wait time is on an asylum case right now? Ten years. Ten years. That's how long the line is. And we have ten thousand people a day coming into this country illegally, which is going to make that line a hell of a whole lot longer. You understand? And the indifference to the impact that has on people's lives trying to get here legally, never mind the people who live here who happen to be legal citizens. Okay, think about what's going on in Washington right now. They don't care. They actually, the people are not as important as the politics. That's the reality. Okay, it's no different than any one of these woke cities that big corporations are fleeing. Everything woke turns to Yeah, if you don't believe me, I haven't heard the Howard Stern show lately. But stick with me. Uh, Portland, Nike headquarters. You know, Phil Knight, Nike, hey, we'll make some cool sneakers. We got a swoosh design. We'll hire a bunch of kids in China to make them for us in a factory on the cheap. You know what I'm saying, girlfriend? You know, money, 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 money. Yeah, girl, we gonna send it over to China. They can make them nice and cheap. Get some Uyghur slave labor along. You know all the crazy stuff corporations do. And then Nike, you'll do what? Get on TV and lecture you about social justice. Yeah, we care about people here at Nike. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. But Nike. Okay, who was front and center in giving Colin Kaepernick a massive contract when he told you America sucks, screw the cops. What did they do? They ran out and they handed him fifty eight million dollars. That was embarrassing. Yeah. When people wanted to defund the police. What did Nike do? They cheered him on. That was embarrassing. Right. They said, oh, the police are a bigger threat to the community than the criminals. Not even close. Not even remotely close. That's clown talk. But Nike, who aided and abetted those policies, just announced it is fleeing its home city store in Portland because it's not safe anymore. Oh, wow. You understand these are corporations. These are cities getting the bill for their policies, for their posturing. Okay, every city that's a sanctuary city, New York, San Francisco, all those cities, okay, that are now complaining they have too many migrants, they only declared themselves as sanctuary cities. No human being is illegal. 
we should be building bridges and not walls. That's what they said. Well, every one of those cities was only saying that because they didn't think they were going to have to take anybody. That's true. That is true. When Donald Trump's building a wall and beefing up border security, it's easy to say, we'll take whoever gets in because nobody's getting in. That is correct. But now we're in a situation where literally 7 million people have gotten in and every one of those sanctuary cities is like, get them out of here. Get them out. We don't want them. Hell no. Okay, don't forget, the Democrats called ICE, ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement, the people in charge of deporting drug dealers with criminal records, people who have assaulted women and children. When ICE was doing that, do you remember, Kamala Harris famously said they were like the KKK. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Kamala Harris. Okay, and those were the Democrats. Look at ICE deporting violent drug dealers and sexual assaulters. This is like the Klan. I mean... You don't have a clue. That's what they were saying. Okay, and the message they sent to the people coming into this country illegally is we ain't going to deport you. We're going to let more of you in. Okay, and now we're getting more of them, and it's straining and impacting the country, and they're turning the country into a San Francisco, into a New York, where businesses are forced to flee because resources are overwhelmed by the homeless and the drug population that they have enabled. Okay, when you start doing things like safe injection sites, okay, because we don't want them ODing, you know, safe injection, instead of, like, just say no, we're literally saying now, just say yes. What the hell is the world? Oh, you want to shoot heroin? Over here! Just say yes! It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But that's what they did. And that's what they did in a place like Portland, which is, by the way, 99.9% white, but Portland spends all its time talking about how racist the country is. One of the biggest problems facing this country, okay, socially, is woke white people getting offended on behalf of minority groups that didn't ask them to. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That is one of the biggest social contagions in this country, is woke white people wanting to feel better about themselves so they go fight a pretend depression. We got to change the football mascot, because that'll help out the Native Americans. No, it won't. Okay, I promise, if you have higher rates of heart disease, alcoholism, and diabetes, changing the halftime show... Not going to fix it. You are correct, sir. But all of the woke posturing they did, whether we were talking about the cops or anything else that went on in this country, okay, all of it, all of it crushed key cities, beautiful cities like San Francisco. Okay, New York wasn't never beautiful. I mean, New York's the kind of city that's beautiful at 3 in the morning and you're hammered. (laughs) You're like, she's pretty. (laughs) That chick over there, you know what I'm saying? She's great, you know, but, you know, the reality is not always going to be a woman at three in the morning in New York. You're going to see a fair amount of Adam's apples out there at the bars. Shut up. I'm just saying, man. Okay. But all of these policies, like the ones that have let seven million people into our country illegally. But Buenos Dias. Okay. Now now they're out in Portland. Okay. City has one of the worst crime rates in America. With over 63,000 property thefts. So, the Nike Community Store, which has been a fixture in Northeast Portland since 1984, it was the shoe company's first ever factory store. 
first ever factory store. And all the policies Nike championed have decimated that city so much they have to close it. But do you understand the immigration policy is no different? And I'm not on the radio going, screw these migrant families. They're trying to make a better life for themselves. I get it. You're getting into the greatest country in the world. But in not doing it legally, you're screwing over all the people who did, all the people who were trying to. And in the process, you are exposing us as Americans to a decrease in our overall quality of life. Okay, if taxes have to go up to subsidize you coming here illegally, if overdoses have to spike as they have fentanyl poisoning deaths at an all-time high for consecutive years, because when the border is so open that 7 million people can get in here illegally, some people are going to exploit that opening to bring in drugs and other things that harm our country. You understand? And when your approach is indifference, well, it doesn't affect me. These are the policies we ran on. Call everything racist. Some people will believe it and vote for us. That's how you take your country and turn it into a giant Portland. That's how you take your country, turn it into a giant San Francisco. Oregon's governor announced Wednesday, old Tina Kotek, she's taking back $2.6 million of the money that she had promised to the state's most populous county, as you know, uh, because they did nothing in Multnomah County to decrease homelessness. Okay. Multnomah County got $18.2 million. Sometimes I pronounce it Multnomah. Okay, my cousin Elizabeth lives out there. I screw it up. If I've offended you in Portland, forgive me. I'm sure I've said worse things. <laughs> but $18.2 million of the $200 million financial aid package, okay, that was aimed to curb homelessness in Oregon, $18.2 million of it went out to Portland. And did they do anything to get homelessness under control? The answer would be no. No. Every time the government steps in and says, well, we'll just give it a bundle of money. Look, that'll solve everything. It never does. It makes it exponentially worse. Okay, and you know who is championing all of those government policies? Folks like Nike. No human beings illegal. If you want to take a knee during the national anthem, call the cops pigs, put it on your sock like Colin Kaepernick did, even though you're counting on the cops to protect you while you protest. Sure, that seems reasonable and fair. Go spit on the guys you're counting on for your safety. That's why we're in the position we're in. Okay, every one of these woke policies that we're enacting in these cities is what we're doing down at the border. And believe me, if they're trashing the most prosperous cities in our country like San Francisco and New York, they're certainly going to catch up to yours, too, because once again, they went the woke route. We killed this city. We killed this city by going woke. Killed this city. We killed this city by going woke. Face. Mayors don't care, they know there's crime. 
Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon coming your way on the radio. I will be on your TV as well tonight. The Ingram Angle. I'll be closing that show at 7.50 Eastern Standard Time. Last night we closed Hannity. Tonight we do Ingram, a little Ingram TV action. And then I will be heading home to a pasta party at my house. Lincoln Fallon has his entire football team coming over for dinner ahead of tomorrow's big football game against the Division Avenue Blue Dragons. That's where you'll see me. You'll see me on the sidelines. If you want to see me do stand-up, I'm heading out west October the 27th at the Helena Civic Center in Helena, Montana. And Saturday night, October the 28th at the Colonial Theater right there in Idaho Falls. You'll probably see me eating a hungover breakfast in Schmitty's, too, after a night in Helena. Uh, no promises there, but we'd love to see you. Love to hang out after the show. It is just me, and uh, it's going to be an absolute banger, girlfriend. Uh, the next hour features Tommy Laren. She is getting off the outnumbered couch. She is about to come up here, and we're about to set the world straight because that's what we do on Fox Across America. You're welcome. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you have a question for myself or Tommy. Uh, we would put you through live, give you some you know, backstage access, stand behind the magician, see where we put the rabbit, how we guess the jack of clubs that's in your hand. We'll teach you all the tricks of the trade when we come back right here in the big bed, one and only Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action for a big hour. Second hour on a big Friday of Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, bringing you some top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. Tommy Laren, multimedia superstar from OutKick, just getting off the outnumbered couch and the security motorcade bringing her this way as we speak. You know, it is U.N. week here in New York. Most of the roads blocked off because we've got to make sure the ambassadors can see their hookers in between uh, assembly meetings. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. I wish I was kidding. We did a whole segment on it on Hannity last night. Uh, We'll talk about some of it in this hour. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of a shindig that has one rule. It's the same rule every day. I say be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a There it is. And I got to tell you, joining me now in the studio, a woman who is way, way uh, overdressed for the United States Senate. Great for radio, great for TV, but if you were a senator, they'd be like, what are you doing? Tommy Laren is here and the crowd goes wild. Hey. They made that rule for you and you're not even in the Senate. See, I mean, they're just prepping you for when you eventually do run and are elected, Jimmy, and I'm waiting for it. If the old adage is dress for the job you want, you know, what job does Fetterman want? Meth dealer? Like, what is it? Gen Z gamer. Gamer. <laughs> Twitch. I think they call it Twitch. Twitcher? He's twitching. twitching. He looks like yes. he's streaming on Twitch. And there's more more meanings to that than one. So we'll just leave it. Um, he's twitching. So we'll leave it there. <laughs> Happy Friday. Good to see you. Uh, always good for morale, Tommy Laren. I'm fascinated because, like, they are kind of admitting, whether they realize it or not, like, hey, don't hold us to such a high standard, you guys. We're just the Senate. Isn't it weird? I find it really wonderful that they are uh, accommodating one man, right? Yeah. So first of all, they let somebody who really can't speak be our president, and well, they let somebody who really that. can't speak be yeah, a senator. Yeah. And then it's, you know what, whatever makes him feel comfortable. Yeah, That's the bar now. Well, whatever you're comfortable in. <laughs> People are just hanging out in their pajamas in the Senate. Like, there's no way the rest of the world takes us seriously. 
No. And again, I love the way it's let him wear what he feels most comfortable in as if he's like a man of the people. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep in mind that he's born into wealth. He didn't really have a job until he was 40 years old. But it's, you know, he's a man of the people. And this resonates with with middle America. This <laughs> resonates with his constituents. You know, they just want a guy that's just casual like they are. It's just like uh, them. That, that's what he thinks of Pennsylvanians, that yeah. that's how they would dress to go to a formal event that they yeah. would wear. It looks like a mailman outfit, like a uh-huh. the, besides the hoodies and the basketball shorts, the other one that he has yeah. looks like a UPS outfit in blue. <laughs> I'm looking at him like that's what the UPS drivers wear, but in a different shade of, of brown. So I'm not sure what he's trying to do there, but I like the mustache, I guess. that's He's got that going oh, for Oh, no, he, he looks, the mustache, he looks like he's at a porn called Debbie Does Meth. That's what it looks like. It's not good. Well, <laughs> I get it. Tommy Laren is here. We're excited about it. It's Friday. And yes, it is a very weird time in our country. Did you guys get into any of the Biden stuff today on Outnumbered, him wandering out of the presentation with the president of Brazil? Well, since that's happened, he's probably wandered out of more than one thing uh, aimlessly. Weird? We have a so tracking device. Yeah, yeah, you're like, the Biden thing. Which one, Jimmy? Which one? Uh, my favorite was when he almost knocked over the flag. Though. Yeah, that was, a, thought, that, like, it was a slapstick yes, comedy. Yes. I think Trump almost did that one time, but then he just hugged it to, yeah, yeah. to recover. I remember but that. But then the, I guess the optics of him hugging the Brazilian flag might not have been great. Yeah. Although at this point, with all the people we're letting to this country, you might as well hug every flag that exists what 200 plus com- countries hug all the flags at this point that's essentially what we're getting it is so fascinating like they've turned the country into the college bar that doesn't check id like right. once you find out you can get in everybody shows up and like that's what the country is now there's still somewhat of a dress code or a, ba- a bar at the bar you know there's a bar you have to meet to yeah, go yeah. into the bar that it's like true. You shoes, shirt. Service. For this, it's like tuberculosis, come on in. You know, MS-13, come on in. Whatever you are, wherever you're from, we don't care. Come on in. And we'll give you a cell phone, an ID card, a That's hotel crazy. room. Dude, I want to tell you, this is funny. We were at the Roosevelt Hotel around the block, which is where all the migrants are. Okay, I remember I was working for a TV show, not on Fox, and they wouldn't put the guests up at the Roosevelt. They're like, no, nah, it's too nice. It's too expensive. We don't have the budget right. for the Roosevelt. Now we have 10,000 illegal immigrants at the Roosevelt right now. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, and it's also crazy to me that finally the leaders are understanding it. You know, your mayor's understanding it, your governor even understanding it. People are getting outraged, and rightfully so. But when I when I really think about it and I break it down, I think to myself, will these people in New York City stop voting Democrat, though? No, oh, no. they won't. No. They're still going to vote for the Democrat. They're going to get all fired up. Same thing in Chicago. They're going to no. be so mad about the illegals ravaging their communities, and then the next time it comes time to vote, they're going to vote for Democrats again. So it's hard for me to feel bad for this city. It right. really is. No, it's true. It's the same thing that happened in California. They recalled Newsom, and they won big. Right. <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess. I you know, I guess. I don't know. But uh, that's what's going on. Tommy Laren is in studio. We're having a grown-up talk about all things America and yes, we can confirm that we're not hosting the debate next week. It is Dana Perino and Stuart Varney. This has been a frequent conversation for us. Yes. Did you bring it up with any of the suits today? I believe the reason Rupert Murdoch announced the transition in power to Lackland yesterday is he heard we weren't hosting the debate. Yeah, he's in protest. And was like, I can't have my name on there. Right. Uh, and <laughs> I, I would assume that Perino that's probably and it. Varney. He's like, what yeah. do you mean? But I will say this, as we discussed last time, I am so excited for Stubert to have his moment. Yeah. This is his moment, and yes. I am here for it. I think he's one of the most underrated people yes. at our sister network, Fox Business, and here at the channel. So I cannot wait for him to get his moment in the spotlight. The mm. accent is going to be 
It's going to be shining. I, I still believe he's faking it. I've confronted him on his set. I have a theory that Stewart's from Parsippany, New Jersey. He hangs out at the hunk of bunka in the horse track, and he just hoodwinked me. I, that's oh. what I believe. And I've confronted him about this on the air, but he denies it. And his voice didn't crack when he denied it. So well, I'm thinking it's true. He could be a wonderful actor. But either way, I'm so excited to <laughs> see it. He's going to be great. But I wonder how their experience in California is going to be. Well, you know, they're in Simi Valley where this debate is going to be. It's, yeah. it's going to be beautiful. But I just, flying in, I'm wondering the comparison of the New Yorkers when they fly to California. Are they going to yeah, be like, yeah. yeah, this looks familiar, the third world, you know? <laughs> I think so. It'll feel like home. I want to believe they're like... There's got to be a corporate jet involved. Like, heaven forbid they're taking our moderators. They're, like, throwing them on Spirit Air. They're like, sorry, sorry, Dana and Stewart. You guys have a connection in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to California with a connection in Atlanta. Only one bag apiece. That would be great. I don't know that it's going to head there. I believe it doesn't. They probably have a better setup than me. Like, I fly stowaway. They just, like, right. get there, cling to the wheel. And hang on tight, Fela. That's what they do. As long as you're not that Delta Airlines uh, passenger who I assume is in the witness protection program that uh, pooped his pants. Oh, my God. That story. Yes. Oh, my God. Tommy Laren in the studio. I I followed that story for as long as I could. I felt like like you were going to be the one that was going to break the case because we still need an ID. It took us, what, a month to figure out that that mother effing real lady. It took us a while to find her. But we've got to find this person. We've got to hire <laughs> them, is, honestly. Listen, this is the hard-hitting journalism people expect from us. I agree. We get, I, I believe this could be the only thing standing between us and the third presidential debate. Yes. It's a cold case, and we're on it. <laughs> so it's Friday. Uh, I, are you skipping town, or are you doing the big weekend show? I'm headed back to Nashville. Yeah, you are. Uh, you're sure going to miss am. the rest of UN week. They don't let us be on the big weekend show together, is and I'm honestly, I'm a little pissed about it. I'm going to get on the phone. I don't yes. know that, that if that's a real thing. We got to crack some. We got to be on together. So me and Tommy love to be on the show together because we're doing our own show. It's like two different shows, no matter who we're on with. Because we're like in the Muppets, there were these old men that sat in the balcony and just laughed and gave everything the finger. Right. And that's kind of us. I enjoy doing that actually. We I, have a good time. We've I got to make it, it happen. I consider it great TV. I might. We might be in the minority on that. I don't know. No, I think people love it. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. It's why people don't know this. The reason we have so many migrants in New York right now is they heard we were going to be on the big weekend show. And they were coming to they're hopefully coming. watch. They wanted yes. to be here, maybe stand outside that window. They were like, well, if they're not doing the debate, they're clearly doing the big weekend show. Yes. It's, we're actually the blame for illegal migrants. I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> well, they're going to try it. that. They've tried everything else. Biden said yesterday, he's like, uh, this is a great, great moment. He's like, yeah, you know, the Republicans, they won't cooperate in immigration reform. I'm like, dude, if they're breaking the law to get into the country, they don't care about what law you pass with immigration. No, and his, he also went on to say that we're bringing in more refugees from Latin America. Yeah. How many more can we take? <laughs> like, when is too many? Too many for him. We've got to bring in more. Ref- That's the problem. We're, we're a shortage of refugees. <laughs> That's mean, what it is. You know, someone looked around this city, saw 10,000 people sleeping on the sidewalk a block from here. Yeah. I was like, you know what the city needs is some migrants. That's yes. what it, Thanks, guys. It's, it's unbelievable. Biden is the kind of guy that would install an ice maker on the Titanic. <laughs> like, here you go. I would like to see Biden install anything. <laughs> Fair. A light bulb, which he's banned certain types at this point. Anything. I would like to see that man install anything. <laughs> it's so crazy. Though. I'd like to see that man sharpen a pencil. Nope. The old school him, pencils. They ain't letting him near that. No, there's I don't no, think so there's, either. There's no way. Talking to Tommy Laren, having a great time as always. Did you see uh, Zelensky, which I found hilarious, brought up climate change now? 
because he sees, I think he sees the war money drying up yeah. because people want to audit it and maybe find out where right. it's going. So he's like, you know, the climate's bad, guys. I we, mean, is that the new grift? We have already invested and promised to invest money in Ukraine's green energy structure. So that is a huge problem for me. I say not one more cent to Zelensky. Uh, sadly, he does dress better than Fetterman by a little bit. Yeah. But if he shows up here one more time in that that green khaki ensemble it looks like he's about to go maybe the crocodile hunter or fight on the front lines except he's just coming here to shake us down for more money i find him repulsive i can't stand to look at him and i hope he never returns wow i mean listen i i I have i one thing and this is what i'm not sure of is it's possible he had a suit lined up but someone from the biden administration stole his luggage that could be. Maybe Sam Brinton is to blame for this. Sam Brinton. You know, they raided his closet Sticky and they found that Sam. poor Tanzanian woman's original <laughs> designs. You know, you have to be pretty brazen to, to steal someone's original Tanzanian yeah. designs. <laughs> and it's, we're talking about prints. These aren't solids. No. Like, they're going to be a little more unique when you're walking around in public. Can Isn't you imagine, though, being that woman and thinking to herself, that that gen- that they, them, I don't know, non-binary, yeah. that, that they is wearing my unique design that was lifted from the Minneapolis airport six months ago or a year ago, wherever it was. I mean, I can only imagine seeing that in that moment, how that must have felt for her. That is so funny because I always think that whenever I donate clothes to Goodwill, yes. I'm like, I wonder if I'll see somebody walking around in them. But the problem is nobody at Goodwill accepts my clothes. They're like, actually, oh. no, no, we're good. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to send these over to the school for the blind. I think they'll take them. Yeah, well, that's a good point, though. It ain't right. I'm always on the lookout for that as well. You do. You waiting, walk around. Just waiting to see if someone's going to pick up <laughs> one of those items. I donated a football jersey with my name on it. And uh, they literally had the name fail on the back. And I saw a guy walking around with it, but he had taken the name off and put Epstein on it. He's like, I don't want. I don't want to think it's Fela. <laughs> like, no, Epstein. That's a, that's a hard change. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You might have done some things, but I think the Epstein maybe right, did a little me. more. Listen, so I'm not sure that was a great move. Bash Epstein all you want. The Clintons say he was a great hang. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Tommy Laren, watch her on Outkick every damn day. You're the best. Have fun getting back to Nashville, girlfriend. I can't wait to get back. <laughs> we miss you already. There she goes. He's the most talented man on the radio, but he needs your help. We all know somewhere underneath all of that bright color, there's a man who's not right. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Doing it on a Friday in the greatest country in the world. Look at this polling out for Biden. It's crazy. Poll out. Uh, it's an economist YouGov poll. Vast, vast, vast majority of Americans believe Joe Biden has financially benefited from his son's business dealings as the president of the United States. He should be behind bars. I don't know that we're there, but I do know 91% of Americans believe he has made some money. I'm not talking about, like, the salary you get. I'm talking about the money his kid's bringing in. Hunter's a dirtbag. The money his brother's bringing in. The money that has just brought forth two more IRS agents to say they don't believe that David Weiss had the purview to fully investigate Joe Biden. 
Okay, let me give you this. This is crazy. So you got nine you got nine percent of Americans, nine percent of Americans right now believe the president is on the level. They're crazy. But it's nine percent. That's how low the number is. Ninety one percent think he was on the take. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. That's why you're getting story after story of he's old. How old is he? That sort of thing. You know, the other day, my wife said, come upstairs and make love to me. And I said, I can't do both. That's Biden. That's what we're doing now with our president. And they want to old him out of town because they don't want this Ukraine story to get fully investigated because here's a newsflash. If Biden was corrupt in Ukraine, okay, other politicians were probably corrupt in Ukraine. You get it? Hunter, as Paul Morrow was saying on the show Friday, last Friday, Man, time goes fast. Hunter Biden is a conduit to so many other people who shouldn't have been getting money while they were sitting in office. That's why Hunter got paid. You understand, if you don't work in a pow- for, in the power industry and your father works in the United States government that the power industry is negotiating it with, if they suddenly start paying you in the power industry, it's because you can connect them to something they want in the government. Okay, that's the reality. Hunter doesn't have a background in this industry. Here's $20 million. Okay, you'd have to be, you know, weapons grade stupid to believe they were just giving the money to Hunter for the sake of giving money to Hunter. You know, when you're trying to get your business ahead, you're struggling to make ends meet, and you're like, you know what? Let's just give $20 million to a guy with no background in the industry for nothing. That's what we'll do. And they want you to believe that's what happened? I mean, come on, man. What would you do with a brain if you had one? That's what I asked those 9% of people who say Biden was on the level. But here we go. Third IRS whistleblower has testified before the House Ways and Means Committee that he felt frustrated when a prosecutor didn't want to partner with his office in the Hunter Biden tax probe and the decision not to bring charges. IRS Director of Field Operations Michael Batdorf described his reaction in testimony before the committee. He said in a transcribed September 12th interview, that he was bothered when U.S. Attorney David Weiss failed to get buy-in from a California prosecutor when weighing charges on alleged tax crimes. So he said, hey, you know, Biden's not reporting millions of dollars in income. Can we get some help, California prosecutors? And they were like, the answer would be no. It's clear that a majority of Americans believe Biden is corrupt, according to this report, uh, many of whom work inside our government. Come on, man. So when you get... You know, somebody like KJP goes out to the the podium and there's like, there's no evidence. There's no evidence that anything went on here. Oh, shut up, woman. Okay. You've got more evidence, more evidence uh, on the Bidens when you're talking about bank records, talking about emails, when you're talking about photos of Biden meeting with the son's business partners, when you have the admission now from the White House that although this started with Biden saying there was no business for him to talk to his son about, there was no laptop for him to have been a part of. There was no money exchanged overseas. We've gone from that to, oh, yeah, the laptop's real. The business is real. He talked to the business partners. He just didn't talk to them about business. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, when the story changes, okay, it's because someone's lying. Okay, if Biden isn't involved in his son's businesses, he doesn't have to say the laptop's not real. The 51, you know, former Intel officials who said the laptop wasn't real. Okay, I never met the kid. I never met the kid. He doesn't have to tell all of those lies if he has nothing to hide. He's trying to put the story to bed outright 
because if you keep turning the pages, you're going to start to see his name in big, bold print. We'll get into more of it. Calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, the whole shebang shabu on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I always say this show is America's family meeting. You know, we're just sharing things at the dinner table we learned during our travels. Well, I am about to share something I learned. Uh, Hillary Clinton was giving a speech right here in New York City. I'm going to play you a clip from it. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 You stop it, okay? We're all in this together. Isn't that what they said? We're all in this together, so we're going to play a little something-something from the People's Pantsuit, who's out there raising all kinds of money this week. It's the U.N. week. She is fired up, ready to go. I don't feel no ways tired. Well, there's a mostly white crowd, so I don't think she used that accent, but either way you slice it. Here is Hillary Clinton, and I just find this funny, okay? It's all we're doing this for. It's Friday. My kid's coming on. Sean Duffy's coming on to hit on me like he always does. It's going to be great, okay? But... There's a performative thing going on in our politics right now that I do find entertaining. You know, I'm a comic. I go on the road. I play these theaters and shooting the stand-up special. It's great. It's fun. Uh, and I always admire process. Like, I watch other comics. Go, oh, it's interesting. I don't do this that way. Oh, that's, you know, you look at it. Some guys play the guitar. Some guys, you know, juggle. People do different things on stage. I am always amazed by the politicians who can get out there and sell brazen ridiculousness. This is Hillary Clinton, okay? Possibly the only human being alive trusted less than the sushi at your local gas station, uh, saying she's worried about a war on truth, clip 30. We have a very real war on truth, facts, and reason. You can't uh, have a democracy if you don't have... uh, people reporting on what leaders uh, are doing. And so we need to defend uh, journalists, not only uh, in autocracies like Russia, not only against non-state actors in Latin America, but we have to be vigilant in the United States as well. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. I'm being silly, but I mean, come on, man. You can't tell me you're concerned about a war on truth uh, and fail to neglect that you were the one leading it. For most of the past four years. You're absolutely right. Okay, you know how there's a war on our democracy. You can't have a democracy. People aren't reporting on what the leaders are doing and saying, you know, like when they're saying things like this. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. So weird. She was the one who said the 2016 election was stolen by Russia. But she started that. That was her campaign. They leaked that document to the press. They went. This is the greatest story in the world. Member of her campaign goes to visit the FBI. He says, hey, I'm not here on behalf of the the Clinton campaign today. I know I work for the campaign. I am not here on behalf of the campaign. I'm here as a concerned citizen. Come on. Don't bullshit. No, I'm just so concerned as a citizen that I want to hand you this document that claims Trump is back channeling with this alpha bank 
colluding with Russia to influence the election because I'm so concerned. Now, this has nothing to do with the campaign I'm working on, even though this would benefit that camp, you know, campaign. I'm just doing it out of concern. <laughs> Clown stuff. And then after leaving that document in the hands of the FBI, what did they go leak to the media? Well, we just found out the FBI is investigating some type of report that Trump was involved with Russia. That's what Hillary Clinton did. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. And here she is. Uh, we got a very real war on truth. Yeah, we do. And you're leading it in a camouflage pantsuit, you fraud. But the reason I find this stuff funny as a performer, like I go on stage, there's, yeah, there's 500 strangers, there's 1,000 people, there's 100, whatever the hell it is. Okay, you go on stage. It's exciting, okay? And it's fun, and I like, you know, live performance and stuff like that. But the performative stupidity that is going on in our politics right now. Here's a former president of New Zealand, okay, speaking at the UN this week, talking about how free speech is in jeopardy. And the only way to protect it is to encourage more censorship. Okay, that's the claim here. I mean, good goodness. It is clip 31. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? Just one second, okay? I'm going to stop it here, okay? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? Are you ready for it? You don't need censorship. You know what you need? Oh, buckle up. You need data that proves it's real. How do you tackle climate change if people don't believe it exists? You show them that it does. Hey, there's a novel idea. But is she offering to show you that it exists? The answer would be no. No, just censor the people who disagree with the narrative. Here's the rest of it. Clip 32. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times... I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts, but there is cause for optimism because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means. We just need the collective will. Oh, my, the collective will. Come, lady. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. We have the means to combat disinformation. We just need to censor it. That's what we... That is a fact check false. Okay, the problem with disinformation, and you need to know this, man. If the Republicans were saying this, you should be horrified as a Democrat. Horrified. But the Republicans ain't saying this. 
They're not saying take away anybody's speech rights. The Republicans are saying let everybody say whatever the hell they want. Where the Democrats claim the Republicans are curbing speech rights is when it comes to people reading dirty books to little kids. Stop bringing little kids to drag shows, you perverts. Okay, that's the Democrats. what Republicans are speaking out against. When a guy like Ron DeSantis goes, hey, maybe no porn for the kindergarten kids. And the Democrats are like, he's burning books. It's just like the Nazis. Democrats are so full of crap. It's performative stupidity. Hillary Clinton telling you there's a war on truth may be the biggest liar in the history of the world. Okay, and I say that with all due respect to her husband, uh, who had some habits of his own in the White House, including using the interns as a humidor. I believe that together we can make America great again. But understand, okay, this is performative stupidity. It's performance art. Hillary, there's a war on truth. No, there's not. Outside of the one you're leading. Okay, but you need to know this. If Republicans were saying we need to ban disinformation, okay, you should be concerned as a Democrat because when a party wants to control speech, what they're really saying is they want to control speech that they don't agree with. Bingo. When she says, how do you convince people climate change isn't real? You know, it's real. How do you tackle it if they don't believe it exists? You know what you do? You stop flying private when you're lecturing them about the need to shrink their carbon footprint. You know what you do? You stop building oceanfront mansions when you tell them the sea levels are rising. You know what you do? You don't tell them they need to cut down on their own election consumption and then have a Las Ve- uh, an electric bill at your Nashville mansion that makes Las Vegas look Amish. Okay, but that's what Al Gore did. John Kerry's out there flying on the private planes, okay? And they're all passing around the collection plate in, in, in between gloom and doom prophecies. Please give us money. Okay, but when she tells you we need to use censorship to protect free speech, that's the statement. We need censorship to protect free speech. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Really think about that. We need censorship to protect free speech. Okay. We need to hand out gasoline and books of matches to stop arson. We've got an arson problem in this community. We need to hand out gasoline and matches. Okay. She's literally, we need to protect free speech by banning it. That's what she's saying. Like, folks, as a performer... I find that hilarious. When Hillary Clinton gets out there and says, ah, there's a war, I find that hilarious. I mean, yes, it bothers you that people lie, but I still find it hilarious that they're willing to, like, take a deep breath backstage and go out there and deliver the performance. Like, as a performer, I admire this. You know, I'm a guy, I'll be backstage. You know, the music's playing, there's a crowd, they're excited to see you, you're about to go on and say hello, and, like, you go, you get into, like, a place. Like, for mine, it's so true. If you've been in one of my stand-up shows, I mean this. I am the absolutely, positively same human being on a stage that I am off. There's no shift in my demeanor or my energy or the sound of my voice or anything I do. It's just me. You can't, you, you can't write what this is. I'm just a mess, and I'm pretty open about the fact that I'm a mess, and that makes me relatable to a lot of people because there's a lot of messes out there. I mean, that's the reality. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. But I still know what it's like to be backstage and be like, oh, I'm, you know, last week I was at the Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center. 
I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to open by saying some things about Sugarloaf, okay? And in your head, you give yourself that little reminder before you walk onto the stage, okay? I admire as a performer that this woman literally said in her head before they walked her out onto the stage, all right, I'm going to open by telling them we need censorship to protect free speech. Like she got into that headspace where she had to go out there and be like, you yeah, know, this is a good opener. You, you tell them we need more censorship so we can protect people's speech rights. Hey, dummy. If you want to protect people's speech rights, just get the hell out of the way. You don't censor speech. You allow it. Okay, but it's all performance art. Okay, you want to give, I'll give you a great one here. So great. Okay. Kamala Harris, man, says climate anxiety is causing people to question having children. Why is this performance art? Because if you're that worried about the climate, nobody wants to sleep with you. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Seriously, fellas, if you're one of those dudes gluing your feet to the runway at the airport or building a pretend blockade outside of Burning Man or walking around this week in front of the U.N. It's my favorite thing this week. We had this big protest in the rain on Monday. So all these U.N. protesters are out there protesting on behalf of the environment, saying what? Ah, we got to cut down on the electric and the plastics. And what are they all wearing? They're wearing plastic ponchos. But anyway, stupid people. Here's Kamala, clip 37. I've heard young leaders talk with me about a, a term they've coined called climate anxiety. Oh, right? Which is fear of, of, of the future and the unknown, of whether it makes sense for you to even think about having children, whether it makes sense for you to think about aspiring to buy a home, because yep. what will this climate be? Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> if you think that this climate is changing in such an unprecedented manner that you shouldn't buy a home, okay? You're an actual stupid person. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Every one of these climate crusaders is building a mansion on a beach as we speak. That's the one thing they have all in common. They all don't take a G5 jet. There are other private jet manufacturers out there. Yes, they technically all fly in private jets, do nothing to reduce their carbon footprint. But if you're out there scared, oh, I don't know if I should have a baby, the climate, I don't know if I should build a house. Well, why the hell are all of these people building houses? I mean, I think that's a reasonable question. No, it is a fraud movement. But people get out there and they, again, Kamala got into that headspace. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to tell them young people are scared about the climate. If young people are scared about the climate, it's because they're stupid. No one can call into this show, no one, with data that explains to me how man is truly changing the weather, number one. Number two, there's no way in hell you can show me how man could be changing it back. Nothing you do with your car, whether you make it electric, whether it runs on solar or wind or anything in between, okay, farting fairy dust. Okay, we've got this new EV, farting fairy dust. What the hell did you just say? It's actually pretty highbrow for this show, so I apologize. But no matter what you run it on, it ain't going to control the weather. Because here's a newsflash. You can't control the weather. Okay, God can control the weather. Mother nature, birthing person nature can control the weather. But you know who can't control the weather? Every single Democrat telling you to be worried. It's all performance art. And like all art, it pays well. So that's why they get out there and say the things they say. Pay up, suckers. A show so good, it moves the stock market. The Dow racing up on Jimmy's remarks. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got Sean Duffy coming up in the next hour. And Lincoln Fallon squaring off against my high school, Division Avenue, going up against the Clark Rams this weekend. I don't know who you're rooting for. I'm torn on this one. Maybe Lincoln will convince me. We'll see. Uh, but right now, we were kind of circling, going around the horn on all the stampede of stupidity that we have witnessed in the media this week, that we have witnessed out of the White House this week. Here is the president referring to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus as the Congressional Black Caucus. <laughs> this is so great. This is just, this is, we just accept this now. Clip 15. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. <laughs> the Congressional Black Caucus is what he says. Uh, but sadly, he was referring uh, or at least addressing anyway, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. We just played the clip. Uh, here is Jen Psaki saying, and this is so, we're talking about performance art. She says only the coastal elites are concerned about Biden and Harris. She wants you to believe they're connected to the rank and file people in this country. The only people donating to Biden and Harris are coastal elites. Here it is, clip 19. I also thought I said what you said was interesting. I mean, the conversations happening out in the country, and I'm like, I look at polling, I go out, travel with people, I've been on campaigns, whatever, are so different from, I mean, the David Ignatius column about Biden, Biden and the Biden and Harris team in the White House has, has challenges about running for running for reelection. Unquestionably, we're talking about them. That is not the conversation happening in the country. That is a conversation outlined in that op-ed that is happening at like dinner parties in Washington and maybe some other coastal cities. Those are also important Elites. people. Georgetown but, dinner parties. Well, yes. But my point is, are those important people? Sure. But like it is not a definition of what the challenges are. Straight clown stuff. Although she's right to say that those aren't the conversations having in middle America. You know what the conversations are in middle America? How the hell are we going to pay for all this inflation? How the hell are we going to pay for gas? Why does Biden keep selling out the border? That's the conversation, you clown. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 look who came back to work for a big hour of Fox Across America. You want to talk about an embarrassment of radio riches, okay? Sean Duffy's coming by, cable news super hunk. Hubba, hubba. Again, he looks like a soap opera TV star. I look like I installed your TV, but I'll be right here alongside of him in the studio. We're going to put the shock collar on him because, you know, he's a chubby chaser. He always hits on me when he comes by the studio. I'm going to put a couple volts at him if he gets too close because i got to keep it together because my son, Lincoln Fela, the link man, joining us at the end of the day today. He will be calling in from eighth period to give us a quick preview on the Clark Rams versus the Division Avenue Blue Dragon. Now, I went to Division 
That is my alma mater. Of course, my son uh, is the captain of the Clark Rams JV football team. So, obviously, I have to root for the link man uh, in this game. Wrong. <laughs> no, I will. We'll root for the link man. But it'll be funny nonetheless. It'll be great to see some division people. The game is at Clark, so I don't have to go back to the Division Avenue bleachers, which would be a challenge for me because I've never walked on them sober in my life. <laughs> I would be, be fascinating. I've never been in there in that condition. But Lincoln can tell us a little bit about that at the end of the show. And if you have any insights you'd like to share, 888-788-9910. So dig this. Okay, this week, if you followed politics, if you watched a good amount of Fox, you heard us spending a fair amount of time discussing the Senate relaxing their dress code. And why were they doing that? Fetterman's in the Senate. Uh, He dresses like the lead actor in a porno called Debbie Does Meth. And he wants to wear shorts and a T-shirt into the Senate, okay, and walk around in hoodies and show you his pasty white calves and everything in between. This is absolutely gross. Okay, so they relaxed the dress code in the Senate. Now understand, Congress has an approval rating of 9%. 9%. No one thinks they're any good. 9% is the approval rating in Congress. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And they're now asking us to lower the standard. Well, you got to lower the standards. Don't hold us. Dude, we can't lower them any more than we already have. I think he's got a point. Your popularity rating is 9%. We're not looking out at you. Like, ah, you know, these guys were, were too hard. These guys, they're terrible. Okay. But you understand they're abandoning decorum. Just the same as, you know, we had a candidate in Virginia who was, you know, running for their state house of representatives who was streaming her porn on the Internet. I love it when you talk dirty. Now, to the credit of some Democratic voters out there, okay, there's polling out today, and this is reported in the Washington Post, that she had made these pornographic videos running for a state assembly you know, seat. Uh, and she filmed uh, videos with her husband. She posted them online for money. Okay, not what we meant when we said you needed to boost the poll numbers. You can't laugh at that if you're a Lauren Boebert supporter because Boebert got a little frisky in a movie theater this week. Democrats went crazy. Okay, but understand they were in full support last week of a girl streaming her porn online. But where the people who talk about politics and the people who are affected by politics go their separate ways is oftentimes the voting booth. Just like in the 2016 election, the media spent so much time talking about Trump and the things he was tweeting about and his character issues and the people he was giving nicknames to. The voters didn't care about it. They did not care. That's why the media was caught off guard by Trump's victory. The the voters were focusing on what? Jobs. Securing the border. Stop ripping us off at a federal level and outsourcing our tax dollars to other countries. Okay, get our allies to pay their fair share in things like NATO. That's what Trump was talking about. Don't make the United States defend you against Russia while you simultaneously buy Russia's oil, which enriches them and makes it easier for them to wreak havoc on the world. Do you realize our domestic energy policy is financing the war in Ukraine? So on one end, we're sending all this money to Ukraine. On the other end, we've made Putin so much richer by cutting down our own production that we have this war in Ukraine to begin with. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, but where the voters and the politicians often go their separate ways is here. 
okay, they do not want this candidate from Virginia on the ballot. They want her to stick to doing what she does best, which is other men on film in front of a camera. That's what's going on right now. Okay. They want some semblance of decency. Just the same as West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, to give him credit, wants to issue a bipartisan resolution that would reinstitute the Senate's dress code. Why? Because it's the Senate. You shouldn't look like you're riding a bolt bus to Burning Man if you're serving in the Senate. Do you understand we were told that the United States Senate chamber is so sacred that if someone snuck into it on January 6th, they should spend the next 30 years in prison? It's so sacred. That if you sneak in there 30 years, 20 years, but if but if you want to show up looking like a spring breaker who met, missed the bus home, by all means, we're voting at 2 p.m. on the bill. Here it is. You don't need to read it. Nobody else does. That's what's going on right now in our country. Okay. Do you think the rest of the world is doing this in their Senate? The answer would be no. No. Come on, man. This is embarrassing. The government is asking for a participation trophy. Hey, we've eliminated merit. In everyone else's lives, you don't need good grades to get into this school. You don't need good qualifications to get this cabinet position. Okay? Eliminate expectations for us. That's what this was always about. If you're going to take the world and eliminate the meritocracy of everything, okay, the people pushing that agenda, do you understand, are pushing it because they want it for themselves. Tell them like it is. That's how this works. And that's what they want. Hey, make us dress so nice. We're just in charge of the country, handling trillions of your tax dollars. And that quickly becomes, hey, don't audit where this money's going. We're just spending it on your behalf, looking out for the country. That's how this works. Hey, don't get mad at us because everything's screwed up in the town you're living. We're trying over here. In our bathing suits and our flip-flops, what do you want from us? That's what they're doing. They're giving you a participation trophy because they want you to give them one back. Here's the truth, guys, and this really does matter. Certain institutions have to be held to a higher standard. If you're going to lead a population of 330 million people, okay, that honor of leadership should be held to a certain standard of decorum, a certain level of expectation as to how you present yourself in public. It should. Okay, this is not, you know, look at Republicans with all the problems. You're fighting about shorts. And the retort to that, of course, is at the same time, I don't care what they dress as long as they do good for the country. Well, here's a news flash: Those people in the shorts ain't doing good for the country. They're doing terrible for the country. Borders worse. Inflation's worse. Fentanyl poisoning's worse. Crime is worse. The economy's worse. You understand? Gas is worse. Groceries are worse. Goods are rising at a higher rate than salaries in this country. We should not be rewarding the people in charge with casual Fridays. Because to be clear, they want casual Monday through Fridays on the off chance they actually show up to work and do something. And I'm telling you this because I care. This is not one of those points that's Republican. This is not one of those points that's Democrat. This is one of those points that's American. That's what we're talking about here is America and declining standards in this country. Hey, 
Give us a break. We're just the people in charge. Give us all your tax dollars, all of them. You get six hundred bucks in a Venmo. We want to know what we want to know what happened to it. We want to know who gave you this money. We want to know what the six hundred bucks was for. Also, we can't find a hundred million dollar F thirty five. Also, we're sending a hundred billion to Ukraine, but you're not allowed to audit the money and ask where it's going. What are you on Putin's side? Come on, you puppet, you Kremlin jackass. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. That's what they say. Okay, but don't hold us to a standard. Come on, man. I got a SpongeBob T-shirt with ketchup on it. It's Friday. I got to get down to the chamber, out of my way. Don't tell me to change. Chantel is in Houston. I don't know that she's on board with any of this. Chantel. Hi there. Hey, girlfriend. Hey. Um, I am. Um, a lot of comments has been made about uh, possibly this this easing of the restrictions was made for the benefit of uh, uh, Mr. Fetterman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I work with blind children, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that not only is there adaptive clothing mm-hmm. for children with disabilities, there's also adaptive clothing for adults with disabilities. Of course. So, you know, he could put on a suit and tie if he's required to. Of course. Uh, I, I'm looking at various websites right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. the the Roman Senate was required to wear togas to the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just don't think well, that... Well, this is the other this thing. This doesn't need an accommodation. No, Chantel, to be clear, he has worn suits on particular occasions he can wear them. That's the point. They're just flat out, they're using that as a justification, but they're flat out just letting themselves go. These are able-bodied yeah. people asking for accommodations that we don't give to the disabled. Like, that's what's, you know, to me so disgusting, is they can put on clothes, they just don't want to. They want to walk around in yeah. shorts. But again, they talk to you about how we're disgracing the capital. And then they're showing up the way they are. I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 yeah, stupid. It's crazy. And it's amazing because yeah. they've divided the country so, so well that, you know, some people on the other side of this thing are like, no, we're the idiots. What are you doing talking about clothes? It's really not about clothes. It's about holding our people in power to a higher standard. On a day where we just saw a New Jersey senator indicted for taking over a half a million dollars in bribes, I don't know that we're supposed to be coming off, you know, the oversight in this country, but that's exactly what they're asking us to do. It's a scam. I'm glad you see it down in Houston. i got to get down there and eat some barbecue, Chantel. Oh, hey, we need to see you uh, do a show down here. It's coming. We'd love to have you. Listen, All right. once I get my stand-up special, it films October 13th. I'll be on the road, like uh, in January, February. So how about some you and me time down in Houston? That's the plan. Marvelous. We would, My husband and I would look forward to oh, it. Oh, that's a yes. big deal. I'll see you guys down in the 713. Tell your husband hello. Thanks, Chantel. All right. Thank uh, you. Have a great day. Bye. Happy Friday. Uh, Jody is out in Kalamazoo, Michigan, home of Derek Jeter. Jody. Hi there. How are you? Better now. I needed some Michigan energy. That's right. We oh. have a lot of energy to run away from our governor. <laughs> you need it right now. That's crazy. Good uh, Lord. Uh, yes. wait, well, if you keep that tracksuit on, you can go to the Senate. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm calling. I have two questions for yep. you. I want to know what Chuck Schumer is getting from Fetterman. 
mm-hmm. in order to make this rule change. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he didn't have a stroke yesterday. Yeah. Good point. And the other question is, wasn't President Biden reading from a teleprompter when he said the Black Caucus? Is yeah, somebody but somebody trying to make him look like a No, no, he went off. He just went off message and said what he said. I see I see why you'd say that, but I promise they Biden doesn't need help looking like a dope. <laughs> well, that I know. I'm just wondering if somebody's trying to make it move faster. <laughs> Speed the plow a little bit. Fascinating. Exactly. Well, well, what Schumer's doing is just trolling the Republicans. He did this knowing they'd get upset. They like culture wars. They want the parties fighting. That's how the Democrats thrive. They don't want a discussion on substance. Uh, They don't want a discussion on, you know, why it's important to have decorum in the Senate. You know, that's the racket of what they do. I'm glad you see through it because the point you made is brilliant. Fetterman, okay, if he needs this accommodation today, it means he needed it a year and a half ago. Yet they didn't even consider this. That's how you know it's all performance art. So you get it, Jody. That Michigan energy, it got you over the top. Good job. It's infuriating. Hard to be. A good American still. Now nah, you're doing it. You're making it look easy. You just keep playing good ball, and uh, I'll talk. We're going to be back in Michigan doing stand-up in the spring. So come by. You can try and keep Tudor Dixon away from the bar for me. Hey, you have a great weekend. You too, Jody. Take care. There she goes. Yeah, the Dixons get rowdy at the stand-up shows. It's not even Tudor. It's her mom. Her mom's frisky. <laughs> She's fired up. Uh, but we had the greatest time in Holland, Michigan. If you were there July 8th this summer, just awesome. Like, I – the. When we go on the road, um, it is the greatest thing in the world to be a part of. That's why I hype these shows so much, okay? Everybody that shows up is cool. And to be in the presence of 500 cool people or 700 or 800,000, whatever the hell it is, it's just a cool thing to be around. There's just so much positive energy in the atmosphere. And then you get my potty mouth <laughs> act on stage. Uh, but it winds up being a big win for the American people. At least, well, not the American, the American. My crowd is Murica. Uh, and we'll have more Fox Across America after this. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's the typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Sean Duffy's coming by. Lincoln Fallon's coming by. You're certainly welcome. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of this shindig. Uh, you know, here in New York, we have the old hotline. If you see something, say something. Uh, if something looks suspicious, you're supposed to speak up. Well, Josh has a montage here of the networks covering the border crisis. You don't get that every day. We're only three years and seven million migrants into the crisis. It's very suspicious that they're suddenly covering it. But here it is. Take it away, Josh. Big story, especially here in New York. The Biden administration has decided to implement some new rules for hundreds of thousands of migrants. We've seen these record border crossings. We see it coming now to the the northeastern cities, getting a lot of complaints from mayors like Mayor Adams here in New York. After more than 4,000 migrants arrived in the last two days, 
overwhelming the city of nearly 30,000 people. The mayor there is scrambling, saying facilities are strained and migrants are having to be released onto the streets. It's part of a recent rise in overall border crossings that hasn't been seen in months. We begin with a crisis at our southern border. The Biden administration will surge active duty Defense Department personnel at the border as it attempts to ease the crisis caused by thousands of people entering the country every day. But we're going to begin with immigration and a major move by the Biden administration. The president is granting temporary legal status to nearly 500,000 Venezuelan migrants who are already in this country. Now, this could be life-changing for those families looking to work and make money here legally. Mm. But you know what else? And you know what she doesn't acknowledge? You know, the people who filed the proper paperwork and now have to wait in line because Biden's going to let the people who came in here illegally suddenly be declared legal. That's not right. Do you understand when you hear the phrase expanding legal pathways? That means people who are here illegally would now be made legal ahead of the people who filed the proper paperwork and waited in line. Do you get it? It's like when you like we go, oh, let's expand legal pathways for murder. <laughs> yeah, it's illegal right now, but we could expand the pathways. You wouldn't go to jail for it. That's the equivalent of what they're doing in terms of manipulating the law. I'm not saying people coming into the country illegally are the equivalent of a murder. I'm saying what they're doing with the law is moving it to accommodate their agenda. Things they want to accomplish in this country are currently illegal. So they just want to go out and make them legal. And why would Joe Biden want to do something like that? Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. His support with Latino voters is all the way down. And they are hemorrhaging black voters as well, despite Biden's insistence that they don't even have a choice. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. He's an old guy, has dementia. Can't lead us, and the country is screwed. Tell some big lies. Barely speaks English, sniffs children, and their mom's hair too. Goes the wrong way when he leaves his speeches. Gets lost each day in the White House yard. All the Dems say that we should re-elect him. How can he run when walking is hard? And Joe keeps Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon singing the hits. That is Tom Petty sending out uh, a version of Free Falling as Keeps Falling in honor of the guy in the White House. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Not all there. But Sean Duffy is all here. All here, Jimmy. And the crowd goes wild. Hey, girl. Oh, my goodness. By the way, this is the first time I've been back in the studio since it's been redone. You got some... 
Nice fake wood on the walls. Some nice <laughs> chairs. It's beautiful. It's it's pretty, right? It, it makes it makes pretty. makes the program look a lot classier than it is. You're pretty, and so is your studio. I, I listen, and I, I'll take that from you, Sean Duffy. If anybody knows, it's a cable news super hunk like yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, fun week of cable news. Uh, UN week as well. By the way, just going back, was this about Joe Biden in the White House falling? Poll numbers or falling on you stage? You could go in a few different directions, could, but this was clearly written in, in honor of the commencement address. Uh, yes. But his thing lately is he stayed upright. He's just leaving early. Not shaking hands. <laughs> he just bails. He's like, I'm out of here. The president of Brazil. That would be an Lula. all-time funny moment if, like, as a country, we were acknowledging this was a thing. Because he literally throws his arm in disgust that he doesn't get the handshake. Yeah. Because, you know, the only thing you have to do at one of these bilats is shake hands. That's the gig. Well, that's what you do, right? There's, like, nothing <laughs> happens, but it's like a show for the world. Like, we're such good friends. We're friends. Yeah. It's like, no, I got to go. I, I, I think he has a restroom problem. I think he, he, and he maybe leaves he knows these and he things. He's like, I got to go. I, got, like, I can't shake hands. I got to get off the stage. I wonder if that's why he did that to the Medal of Honor guy. Exactly. He, he left early. To the Medal of Honor situation, and I think he has, you know, maybe this maybe. incontinence of some sort, and he has maybe. to get out. Maybe. I don't know. It's too I, bad. Sean Duffy, uh, he is in studio. Either way you slice it, you know, that it's it's a moment uh, where we don't quite cross the finish line. Whatever the reasoning is, it's a weird look in a international moment. You know, I said it's like, you know what a unity candle is at a wedding where they have the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom light a candle together? Mm-hmm. Biden is picking up the candle, lighting a cigarette for himself and walking away. And the other mom's just at the altar. And he's my, uh, maybe he's lighting Hunter Biden's crack pipe, too, oh, with it as Duffy, well. Oh, going right in. Going right in. So, but right in. But here's the question, Jimmy, that I keep asking. Does America understand that the perception that we have of this country, those of us from the 80s or 90s yeah. of greatness and strength, do they understand that that's not America any longer? Yeah. We don't project strength militarily. We don't project economic strength. We're $33 trillion in debt. We have these Marxist social, socialists that have taken over our, our, our government, our military, our comedy, our media. Not on your show, though. Not on your no, show. ma'am. But that, the, we are not the same. And I think Americans will wake up too late. Yeah. And it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. And control will be seated. And they'll wake up and go, oh, we sh- probably should have fought back against this craziness. A lot of the creature comforts that we enjoy and the quality of life advantages we have here are going away. And, and by the way, we're living off the fumes of what we used to be. Yeah. All the while, it gets the fumes are dissipating. Late stage empire stuff. It really I hate is. the it, phrase, but it it's really is. scary. Sean Duffy is in studio. Well, one of the reasons, it sounds trivial to some people. That the Senate would be relaxing its its dress code, uh, I yes. don't consider it because I, I, I to be honest with you, I think it's a scam because I think that is our elected officials saying, "Hey, hold us to a lower standard." That's, well, I think you're right, right? It is, a, and it is a lower standard. This is not an esteemed body, and we should not dress to dress accordingly. But I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. When I was in the House, there was many occasions I would not wear a suit. I'd wear jeans. Mm-hmm. I put a shirt on, a tie, and a jacket on, and I'd go yeah. onto the floor. But if I did that, Jimmy, I would stay in the back of the chamber and in the cloakroom. It's a room off the back of the but, house but that's chamber. Not a, that's not a Carhartt sweatshirt and a print bathing suit. Well, to the point, I would never go and speak. Yeah. I would never go meet a, a, a president of, mm-hmm. of Ukraine. I would not go to a hearing in jeans. I'd wear a suit for that. Yeah. Um, so, again, this, the, the, the standard that's being set in the Senate shows a respect or lack of respect they have for the institution. And, frankly, 
I think the rest of the world sees the Senate the way John Fetterman sees the, the Senate as mm-hmm. a, a, a joke of a body. Yeah, it's a joke. That's where you can is. wear what a well, you know what a sixteen year old kid wears on a Saturday morning. You know, gym shorts and a in a hoodie, <laughs> right? That's what that's what your kids wear. They, yeah. No, Lincoln. That's, that's what Lincoln wears on a Saturday morning. I'm sure. Absolutely. That's what the Link Man is wearing. Yes. Probably, uh, you know, and the reality is that when you take something like the Senate, remember the the dichotomy in play here is like people snuck into the Senate on January 6th. They're like, that's a 30 year offense in prison. Right. But, uh, you know, but apparently that guy with the Chewbacca hat was just ahead of his time. He was. <laughs> if, if he would have waited two years, they would have like, oh, we're voting a two. What state are you from? Guy in the Chewbacca hat. Right, exactly. It's, a, it's so stupid. The whole thing, it's like, it's, I call it performative stupidity. But, here, but here's also the deal. John Fetterman ran for the Senate. He, he voluntarily raised his hand as a Democrat to run. I'm surprised Pennsylvania elected him. But when you run for the Senate, you understand that there's some rules in the Senate. And the rules in the Senate is put a suit on. Yeah. Put a shirt on. Put a tie on. You, when you ran, you agreed that that was the norm by which you would live. Yeah. But he wins the Senate seat, comes in and is like, no, no, the Senate has to come to the John Fetterman standard, mm-hmm. and I get to wear you know, shorts and a, and a hoodie. It's, I mean, it's, it's the arrogance of that, by the way. Yeah. And the Chuck Schumer, by the way, would say, you know what? One of my senators doesn't want to quorum in the chamber. I'm going to go with that guy. Yeah. We're going to get rid of it for everybody. Because it's just a perpetual trolling exercise now, and that's why they're doing it. They have to know it's beneath the institution. I would think. I mean, Joe Manchin's trying to draft a resolution to reinstate it. But would you say, as someone who served, that collectively they do know this is bad? Oh, I think they do. I think people like to have – even they, they, you'll refer to people as a gentleman from Minnesota yeah, yeah. or the gentle lady from – there, there is <laughs> – That's where this is headed. And you, no, but you really, don't, you really don't think they're a gentleman or a gentle yeah. lady. But yeah. that's that. There's a, there's, there's, there's systems in, in a process in place that goes back to our founding. Yeah. And even how people cheer on the floor. There's it, it, a long history of how yeah. this has all developed, and, and we're breaking it. But also, listen, Jimmy, it's not just the Senate. And, the, and, and what we wear, it's, it's what we do with crime and criminals, yeah. what we do with the border, what we do with spending. Like, we have broken all the norms, and so why not break it in the Senate, too? We've lost, lost respect for the whole country, Senate included. White House as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Biden in the White House, um, again, he might not wear a hoodie, but he can't stand up. He can't complete <laughs> a sentence. That's what America has come to. It is not pretty. We're it's talking pretty. to Sean but Duffy. You are pretty, Jimmy. I, I'll take it, Sean Duffy. <laughs> I'm a, uh, not a quite— uh, as I say every day, high definition, gorgeous, but standard definition with a little hair and makeup. You know, hot. Don't get yeah. Don't get too much resolution. Not too many pixels on that TV. One, one day you're gonna have to tell us how you keep your hair looking the same each and every day. It's like you get a, like a weekly haircut, the Jimmy Fallon special every week because it, it doesn't cu- change. I cut it like every two weeks to be clear. But the way I do it is is that's what matters. That's the trick. Very consistent. Yes. Every you know everybody has a process. You have a, do you cut your own hair? No. I, I looks like I do, but I don't. I have a guy <laughs> who charges me money for this. Well, you said you have a process. You got a process. I thought. Well, you say you're a barber. You're 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 stylist. At you stylist. I used to cut Lincoln's your hair for a while. Has a- yeah, when Lincoln was going through his chubby phase, because Lincoln's like an Adonis now. He's like six five. He's muscly and wiry. He's great. Shape. Gets it from his dad. Yeah, I guess. But when he was in like his chubby ten and twelve year old phase, I used to shave him a mullet, 
and he just looked like the toughest woman in prison. Like, he just like. <laughs> but he probably girl. loved it too. He's like, I'm bad. Yeah, yeah, I love the mullet. No, he did. He looked like a bad news kid. He was always yeah. a nice kid, but he looked like bad news when he was ten or twelve. He's come a long way. The link man. Uh, give me this. Okay, we're talking about Ukraine funding this week. I saw Zelensky start talking climate change. Is that a signal that he thinks maybe the war money could be drying up so he's got to latch on to a well, different he, motivation? Well, no, he has to. He knows he has to speak this language. i got to talk about climate change. Yeah. He needs a, a, a spokesperson in Ukraine that's transgender. He thinks that's how you appeal yes. to the American Congress and American government to get more money. So I agree. Climate change, yes. Open borders, <laughs> yes. Get it right? so great. I have, a, I have a transgender spokesperson in Ukraine, yes. I mean, and he's like, if I do that. Uh-huh. They're going to provide cash for me, mm-hmm. and, and again, this is a game he's playing. Yep. Do I think really Zelensky believes this stuff? Probably not. No, no, but no he'll chance. he'll go to the mat on these on these ideas, crazy ideas, to get what is forty billion dollars more. Uh-huh. Um, but there's no end to this, Jimmy. There's no, no. end to the to the money flow. No. And in the end, it looks like Ukraine's probably going to lose. Yeah, and we're going to spend so much money in the process, all the while taking our eye off of the real threat, which is China. Yeah. I mean, China's the threat that. We face as a country, not Russia. Of course. And we are simultaneously being invaded at the border. You can't tell me it's not an invasion. If you've had this many people, if you've had this much fentanyl, you've had this much carnage and chaos, Sean Duffy. We're so, giving money to Ukraine, like 40, uh-huh. another $40 billion. We're already over $100 billion. And we lose an F-35. Yeah. And they can't find it. And the military calls it a mishap. You lost an F-35. I can find my iPhone anywhere in the country. Yeah. Find my iPhone. Yeah. Like put you a damn iPhone. F35. Put an, put an iPhone on the F35 and do find my iPhone. You, you'll find it. You could do that on an iPhone 1. Exactly. <laughs> Not even a new iPhone. Like, and, but, but it's like, I think you need to spend some money at home. Yeah. Like, let's get this stuff. Let's get our own stuff working. Let's see. Let's, let, you don't need to put these little thing on your window so you can yeah. put your iPhone on it and you look at Put those on the windshield. Yeah, the F-35 <laughs> needs that rubber mounting brackets yes. that you put on the dashboard or, you know, those Garfields that have four paws against yes. the window. Can we get one of those? And they can charge us $10,000 a Garfield, mm-hmm. which is what they'll probably do in the military, and we'll be good to go. We can find our F-35s. Wow. Sean Duffy making all kinds of sense. Too much sense. That's why he's not in Washington. He's hanging That's out on right. FBN uh, on the well, let's be clear, the bottom line, which is the only show anyone should be watching anywhere in TV. It's true. And Jimmy comes on once, twice a week, which is always fun. And he gets the best introduction of any guest do I. on the bottom. Oh, Butters gosh. me up. He oh. always gives the other guest a complex. I, and, well, I do because I, I come in hot for Jimmy. And then I'm like, and here is blah, 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 blah. But you, you, you'll generally, generally apologize to the other guest. I, it's a funny way to start a segment. Well, uh, what happens is in the booth where the, the, yeah. the, the producers are, they're like, all right, don't do it. I know you're going to come in hot for Jimmy, but you can't come down for the next <laughs> guest. <'cause they're> like, <laughs> it's not yeah. very generous of me. It's not very hosty of me. Everybody else was hot for teacher. Uh, he would not have made it in Van Halen. They're like, it's teacher, Sean. It's teacher. The bottom line is hot for Jimmy Fallon. That's a hot one. I'll By the way, back. it's uh, FBN 6 p.m. Eastern every single night, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. I consider it We have it a two-hour special mm-hmm. on the next Wednesday. The, mm-hmm. ele- the yeah. debate is going to be on FBN. Debate. We're the pre-show. We're the opening um, I can't say that. We're going to be the opening act the opening act for the debate i mean, I mean listen I'll, I'll be watching i'll be all over that sean duffy i might run onto the set you don't know i love it know. how wait. about it sean duffy happy friday happy friday to you jimmy give him hell have on a the great TV. weekend we're about to get a call this is the kind of quality dad i am lincoln's uh, about to cut eighth period and call in to preview tomorrow's football game <laughs> listen these guys got to know where to bet their Dude, money listen 
He's a champion. Good yes. for him. This is a service I provide for the community, and we're about I'm gonna to listen. provide it. There it is. The great Sean Duffy. There he goes. The crowd goes absolutely wild for this man, Lincoln Fela, joining us next on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and the jersey was on when he walked out the door this morning. That can only mean one thing. The Clark Rams have a big matchup this weekend against my alma mater, the Division Avenue Blue Dragons. Joining us now for a big preview, George from Queens, number 64, the captain, Lincoln Fallon in the house. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? So what am I supposed to do as your dad this weekend? Get drunk in the bleachers and make it fun. <laughs> but do I wear Ram stuff and betray? You know, I'm kind of a Division Avenue legend. I won five class favorites in high school. You know, bit of a bit of a local celebrity. You're not winning five class favorites. I actually did. I was I was pretty popular back in the day. In like, high school, how do you get five? I could name them. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to brag. Were no, you no. A super senior. How did you get five of them? <laughs> Leave me alone, Lincoln. You need to know this. I've probably told you this before. Whatever conversational abilities I have, like on the radio, in person, like that guy's kind of funny. I've had them since I was five. So I'm not on the way up in my career. I'm actually a child star on the way down. <laughs> I, peaked, I peaked 35, 40 years ago, to be clear. But you uh, coming into your athletic prime, Clark Rams 1-1 one one on the season, uh, a tough one in Wontaw, but now you got division at home, my Blue Dragons. How do you guys feel? Are you going to bounce back? Oh, yeah. Did you uh, get that ankle prepared better? Yeah, we got it wrapped up, and we're going to have it wrapped up for the game. You got a lot of concerns, so I told the audience on Monday, uh, Tuesday show, and you got a lot of messages on the Facebook account, like, what's up with Lincoln? Well, yeah, on the video, my leg actually bends backwards. Yeah, I don't a- know. I don't know how nothing snapped, but it was only my ankle. Yeah, it was. Your leg was in the middle of making a play. Somebody, what, did they fall on your ankle? Do- like, dove to make the tackle. I had the tackle, and they dove to make it, and uh-huh. it took my knee out. Oh, my. But you still got yeah. the guy down? No. Oh, Lincoln. I had it wrapped up, and then he pushed me back. And, and a broken like, ankle yeah. allowed him to get out. You brought shame on the family, son. I'm kidding. Mao! Lincoln Fela in studio. Uh, well, this is my, you know, the predicament I'm in is obviously you root for your son, you know, more than anything in the world. But uh, Division Avenue, it's where I grew up. It's where I went to high school. It will be funny uh, to be rooting against the other side. But uh, am I being selfish and making it all about me? Should I just be focused on you? How should I handle this? Do what you want. But do you want me to heckle? Like, do you want me to get rowdy? Like, this is the thing. When I was in division, as you know, we used to, you know, get really rowdy at games, like baseball games specifically. Like, I would heckle so hard. Like, Coach Robbins, who used to buy me alcohol, would let me heckle the other teams. And uh, I once got a game ball on Memorial Day. Dennis Schneider threw a no-hitter, struck out 15 batters, but he gave me the game ball just because of how much how disruptive we were in the stands. So do you want to see that version of your dad, or are you worried it's going to be like a headline? As long as you don't get kicked out, I don't really care. You don't want to be the dad that's in the parking lot? Fist fight with the ref? You blew that call! Parents do get a little too worked up at the youth sporting events out there. You know who I'm talking to. So give me, it's a a big Friday. It's a Friday, uh, you know, Friday Eve. You guys have the pasta party at our house after school. How's mommy going to handle that? I'm just saying keep them all in the backyard. You don't want them anywhere near the house? No. Why are your friends like animals? Yeah. How, yeah, how bad is a JV football team? when they? Is it like we rented out the hotel, the Led Zeppelin? There's going to be a guy riding through on a, a dirt bike with a goat in the lobby? Yeah. Is that where this is headed? I we don't gotta, know. Well, if you're going to win tomorrow, 
Okay, I think you guys got to keep it fairly responsible. Yeah. Although I got to tell you, Division is definitely out drinking tonight. Like, if I could give you any critical game-controlling information based on what I know about that school, that's where I grew up, our best sport was beer pong. Far enough, we beat any school. We were beating colleges. Hofstra down the block was like, how do you guys do it? Uh, so, Lincoln, give me that prediction. What's the score going to be? 44 to 14. 44-14? You're only going to score 14? 44. I'm Kyle. Lincoln Fallis says the Clark Rams are going to get a win. There it goes. Bet the Well, don't bet the house because if you bet that last week, you probably don't have it. Bet the rental house or the car you're now living in. You got the Clark Rams over my alma mater division. That'd be a rough one, but I'd be proud of you. You know, you're my number one. Uh, show is over. Happy Friday. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You're the worst. Get him out of here. Get him out. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.